Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Talk About It. Today, as it is Friday, we are going back to the Let's Not Meet subreddit to read three scary encounters. The first one is titled Scary Sleepover Story, uploaded by user slash crazy womprat. I've always been good friends with one of my cousins, Cole, who was the same age I am. Who's the same age I am? The two of us were not quite inseparable, but we always did get along very well together and were often found together both in school as we'd always wound up in the same class together throughout elementary school and outside of it. When we were 12 and in the sixth grade, I was hanging out with Cole on a Friday afternoon without around the later part of May, and we were psyched to, to start at the start of the weekend. We'd wound up at his house since he didn't live too far from me, and at one point my mom called to say that our grandpa was in the hospital. While the issue with our grandpa wasn't expected to be life-threatening, he was being kept at the hospital overnight for observation. And both my parents and Coles were planning on staying with him and grandpa at the hospital. Since my mom and her sister were the two of their siblings who lived close by, I was told that I was given the okay to stay at Cole's house for the night with Cole's 15-year-old brother, Hunter, being in charge while our parents were out. This was fine by us. I got along well enough with Hunter, and he was never the bossy older brother slash cousin that some of my other friends said they had to put up with. We ordered out... We ordered out for for pizza and enjoyed goofing off as boys that age tend to do. At around nine or so, there was a knock at the front door, and Cole went to answer it. I was a bit curious as to who it could be at at that time of the night, and so I watched from a ways back. At the door were two older guys. They said they were there... They were with the city in that they were investigating reports about the water pressure supposedly being bad in the neighborhood. They asked Cole if his parents were home, and when Cole said they were unavailable at that moment, which we were told to say to strangers if our parents weren't home, the guys started asking a bunch of questions about how the water pressure was in the house and if they could come inside to check. Hunter came over at that point and politely told the guys that the water pressure was fine and perhaps they they should move on to check on other homes in the neighborhood. The guys seemed reluctant to leave but turned and walked away after Hunter started closing the door. After the door was shut, we looked at each other and shrugged but didn't think too much of it after that and went back to goofing off. Eventually, we decided to go to bed. Cole and Hunter shared a bedroom, and we all agreed that I'd sleep in there with them, rather than me hitting the sack on the couch or something like that, so that we could talk while we fell asleep, and Hunter grabbed a sleeping bag and other camping supplies for me. When we got into their bedroom, they stripped down to their briefs, and I remembered Cole had mentioned to me once a while back that they'd started sleeping in just their underwear. Since I wasn't origi- hadn't originally planned on staying the night, I hadn't brought anything fr- with me from home as far as overnight stuff. And But since I wasn't in the mood to sleep in my clothes, I stripped down to my briefs as well. Though I felt embarrassed, even though they were, we were all guys there, and I knew they wouldn't say anything or be judgmental. They climbed into their beds, I, and I quick- they climbed into their beds, and I quickly crawled into the sleeping bag.
and after a while after f- and after talking for a while about random stuff we eventually fell asleep early the next morning i got up because i had to pee and so i quietly got out of the sleeping bag and went and did my business in the bathroom on the way back to the bedroom i heard something in the family room which was on the opposite end of the house from the bedrooms and particular bathroom i was using i didn't pay too much attention to it because at the time thinking it must be either cole or hunter until i got back into the bedroom and realized that both of them were still were still in there trying not to panic i woke them and told them that i thought someone was in the house they quietly followed me and the moment we walked into the family room we saw the two guys from the night before in there and it was rather clear they were robbing the place one of them started moving towards us as he pulled out a wicked looking knife the three of us prom- promptly raced to the front door, somehow managed to get it unlocked and open, and we fled outside. As luck would have it, a cop was driving by at that particular moment. We quickly flagged him down and told him about the two guys in the house. The cop called for backup, and within a couple minutes, several co- other cops were there, and they proceeded to enter the house, and after some searching, they caught the two guys. The cops figured out that the two guys must have entered from a window in the laundry room that had had a broken latch and had probably targeted that house because while it wasn't empty, they'd they'd probably realized that there were no adults there and figured that if we discovered them, we could be more easily dealt with than adults. To add insult to injury while we were waiting outside while the cops searched the house both to get to the both to get the two guys and make sure that there was no one else with them, some of the neighbors came out to see what the commotion was, and this included some kids who went to the same school as Cole and me, including a few who were in our sixth grade class with us. It was during that time that the three of us realized that we'd never had the chance to get dressed, so, just like in this stereotypical nightmare, we had to stand outside in full view of people everyone in just our briefs for what seemed like forever before being allowed back inside when we went back the school on monday to school on monday cole and i had to put up with more than a bit of snickering stares and rib ribbing for the next few weeks until school ended for summer the next one is titled landlords from hell Uploaded by user slash common level. When I was in my early 20s and living in Chicago, I wasn't making much money. When I found this apartment, it was too good to be true. The top floor of a duplex was six rooms for $775 a month. The agent who showed me this apartment stressed to me that the landlords were very religious. I didn't have a problem with that, even if it did sound a little ominous. The landlords were an elderly couple who lived downstairs. They seemed okay at first. When I saw them in the yard, they would smile at me. I took good care, I took good care of the house. That, then, when they saw I was having my boyfriend over, things started to get really weird. One day, in my, I was in my office writing. I heard a knock at the door. I opened it, and it was the old lady from downstairs. Before I can say hello, she says, Have you ever gotten an abortion? I shut the door in her face. No thanks. This was a colossal mistake. The house was laid out kind of weird. There was a door at the bottom of the flight of stairs that I thought led to a communal laundry room, but after accidentally opening it once, I discovered it led directly into the landlord's living room. I unfortunately learned this the hard way. 
I was in my kitchen cooking. My boyfriend was, was at work and I was by myself when I heard what sounded like the click of a door. Okay, I say out loud. What the fuck was that? I didn't really make the connection. It could have been the door that led to the into their living room. I walk into the hallway and look around. I don't see anyone at the end of the hallway. I poke my head into all the all of the rooms. Nobody there. Then I look down down the staircase leading to their house, and the neighbor lady is standing there staring me down. I screamed. She flinched and stepped back into her apartment and swung the door shut. After that incident, every time I left the house, and I spent every possible moment out of the house after that incident, I would come home and something would have been moved. A window would be shut. Once, the shower was dripping and my towel was damp. I couldn't lock the door because since because since it was technically a door to their house, and they were the only ones with the key. The knocking got so frequent, three or four times a day, that that me and my boyfriend propped up an old mattress so we wouldn't have to hear it while we slept. The second to last straw was when I opened the door for work and the stairs were gone. I physically could not leave my house because there were no stairs. They had been dismantled and were sitting on their porch. I called them repeatedly, but they didn't answer. Finally, their son came out of the house and explained that they were remodeling the porch. He told me I had to cut through their apartment downstairs. I descended the stairs and and opened the door, and they were both sitting there at their filthy kitchen table, staring at me. The phone was in its cradle. They must have heard it ringing. They kept staring at me with this blank look on their faces. Across their kitchen... I crossed their kitchen and left out the back door. A few days later, I came home from my job and noticed the bathroom floor was almost completely flooded, like some somebody left a faucet on or the or the shower on. The old woman, seeing that I had come home, came upstairs and knocked, screaming at me that I had flooded the bathroom and that her son had to come fix it. I was so run down at this point that I told her it was okay. Her son comes by a few hours later. He's shit-faced. I open the door and tell him that I need an hour or so before he comes. He comes and picks. He, he comes and he picks up, up something and swings it at me. It was a massive wrench. I somehow duck out of the way and he stumbles over. I book it down the newly repaired stairs as quickly as possible and call the police. They come by and take down a complaint, but claim. Th- but claim since there was no physical contact, they can't do anything. I learned later that the old couple has a daughter on the force. In the middle of the night, me, my boyfriend, and several of his friends packed all of our stuff into a Chevy Astro. We lived in hotels in the van for a month until we found another house. They never attempted to contact us again. Old landlords, let's not meet again. Edit. I'm going to file a police report. I don't know why I haven't before. Thanks for inspiring me, inspiring me to do so. Second edit. I didn't technically file a police report. They just took down a complaint, whatever that means. And we're going to take a brief intermission before the last couple of stories. Thank you for listening, and we'll be right back. back this next story is called the kitten man uploaded by b 
Moss, 28. So some background context, this was back in the 90s when our only option was a landline phone and dial-up internet. I was around 8 to 9 years old when my mom started leaving me at home with my oldest brother while she went to work. My brother was much older, around 17 at the time. As most teenage boys, his favorite thing to do was sleep really late during the day and stay up all night playing games. PS1, don't come for me, I'm getting old. I remember being bored playing with my Barbies in in the living room of my house with the blinds wide Hold on. With the blinds wide open to let some light in and save some save on electricity. I would sit there for hours and play. When my mom was gone, she always told us to answer the phone when it rang in case she was calling to check on us and make sure we were okay. I remember one day specifically I answered the phone and just heard loud breathing on the other end of the phone. I kept saying hello, but no one would reply, so I eventually would so eventually I would hang up. This went on daily for about 2 months and it was always in the morning time when my brother was asleep. Being a naive 8 to 9 year old girl, I would I didn't really think anything of it and eventually the calls stopped. A few months go by and I'm sitting in my living room on on my living room floor again when the phone rings. I hear the same breathing again and I say, hello, who is this? And to my surprise, a man replies and says, hello, kitten, do you remember me? I remember being surprised that he called me kitten, but replying that he had the wrong number. This is where it gets creepy. He then replies, no, kitten, I have the right number. You're wearing a kitty shirt right now. I remember looking down and immediately paying panicking and hanging up the phone when I see the tabby kitten on my shirt. The phone then rings again, and I refuse to answer it. I run to wake up my brother, and he sleepily follows me to the living room. The phone rings again, and he answers it, but no one is there. He then unplugs the phone and tells me that it it is just my imagination and to leave him alone so he can sleep. Being scared, I decided to close the windows and sit on the couch until my mom got home that afternoon. That night, I told my mom what happened, but my brother told her I was making it up and that he didn't see or hear anything. I think my mom believed me, but she told me to hang up the phone if it wasn't her and to never open the door to a stranger. I agreed and told her I wouldn't. The next day, my mom was off work, and she took me to the store with her. We were walking around when I noticed a man in a long trench coat. I I thought the coat was weird, but didn't really think anything else of it. We then ran to one of my mom's friends who has a daughter my age. My mom, my mom and her friend were chatting away, and me and my friend were, and I, and and me, and my friend and I were standing a few feet from them, messing with some birthday cards. We went around to the other side of the cards to look out of sight of our moms. Suddenly, the man with the trench coat is right near us, looking at the cards too. He then picks up a card and turns to me and my friend and says hello. Being polite, we respond hello. He then starts picking up cards, saying he is getting his daughter something and asks what we like. My friend points to a random card and then he smiles and says that it's nice. He then picks up another card and shows it to us. The card has kittens all over it and he looks directly at me and says, I'm sure you like kittens, don't you? I didn't really know how to respond and remember feeling extremely nervous. He smiled at me when he saw me getting nervous and says, 
kittens and Barbies. This kicked my flight or fight into action at the young age of eight or nine and ner- eight or nine. I nervously laughed and said we had to go back to our mom's now. The man then reaches out and grabs my arm. My friends takes off running around the corner to get my mom. The man tries to pull me to the front of the store, but I kick him as hard as I can and I and go flying out of his grip. He then gets up and runs out the door and about the time my mom makes it over to me. The police are called and a report is filed. To my knowledge, they never found the man, but my mom was extremely paranoid about hearing the link hearing the link between the phone calls and the incident, and she found a new house in the city right over from us, not even a month later. Thankfully, that was the last time I heard from him. So all I can really say is, Kitten Man, let's not meet again. And I think that'll be all for your... (laughs) Sorry. And I think that'll be all for this episode. Thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed, please support me. Um or share my podcast with friends or people who you think would enjoy it. Thank you for listening, and I hope all of you have a great week, rest of your week. Until you listen again, have a great day.